Good God, I left it too late. Anyway, apparently in my script, I wrote a thing um, that the day that I wrote this actual script, I apparently saw a New Year's card uh, that said, Get Naked. It's been a weird January. So, 2021 was a year that happened. So, let's go through some of the film and TV that I used to just not have to pay attention to that cesspool. So, I'm going to go through my top five films and TV shows of the year. Uh, So, yeah. I don't know how to explain this. This is the first time I've done this. Okay, I'm starting now. Number five, No Time to Die. No Time to Die is pretty good. When I first saw No Time to Die, though, I didn't exactly care for it too much. But after thinking about it for like too many months, it's it's been too many months since this film came out. Um, It's actually pretty decent. Um... The idea to kill Bond is a bold one, but it's pulled off pretty well, and I actually like the idea that this is just going to happen on a regular mission, on a regular day. So yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, then you probably should, especially if you like the Bondsman. Number 4, Last Night in Soho. Edgar Wright is my favourite director, so this film was obviously going to be on my list. It was just kind of deciding where. This film is Edgar Wright's most disturbing film, showing how women could be treated in the 60s for just having a dream. Every actor and actress bring their A-game with Anna Taylor-Joy and Thomas and Mackenzie, showing the true pain Sandy and Eloise go through, and Matt Smith portraying the true evil of someone like Jack. Last Night in Soho is a brilliantly disturbing film that you don't want to miss out on. Um, Just, I don't know, watch it with someone so that you don't feel horrible on your own. Hmm. Number three, Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home is a very good film. That would be my number two, if not for a god-awful first hour. Apart from that first hour, though, No Way Home gives me literally everything I have been asking for from MCU Spider-Man since Homecoming, with realistic stakes and emotion. The old villains and the Spider-Men are just the cherry on top of this total course correction of a film. At the end of the day, all I can say about No Way Home is that it made me very happy as a Spider-Man fan and more excited to see what's coming next for the character than I have been in a long time. Well, that that long time would have been Spider-Verse because Spider-Verse is the best. Number two, Nobody.
No, like the film, not like the film. Nobody is my number second. It's my second pick. This was an unnecessary joke. Nobody is a brilliant film that I feel got forgotten about and just thought as a John Wick ripoff. Nobody is a John Wick-like film, but it's my favourite film of this genre for many reasons, like the brilliant fight scenes, acting, cinematography. But if I had to explain why this film is so good in four words, I guess I'd say Doc Brown using shotgun. Go watch Nobody. It's freaking brilliant. And my number one favourite film of 2021 is... The Suicide Squad. I mean, you probably guessed this was my number one movie of the year. Do I even have to explain why this film is so good? Oh, I do? Oh, okay. Uh, the cinematography, the acting, the character arcs, the action, the story, and the everything in this film is brilliant. It is very, very obvious that this is my favourite John James Gunn film of all time. And possibly favourite DC film? That might be saying too much, though. Um, but if you want me to go more in-depth, then go listen to my Suicide Squad episode. Uh, that I made around the time I think the film released. I don't know. My release schedule is fucked. Um, but I'm pretty proud of that episode and it's done pretty well already. Uh, so either go re-listen to it or listen to it for the first time if you're new. Um, because I'd like listens, please. So, that was my top five films of the year. Um... Now it's time for the easier list to take to make. Uh, my top five TV shows of 2021. Yay! Number five, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Is is that one? I am a sucker for superhero stories showing how their super life screws with their normal life, and that's what Falcon and... I almost said Swinter Soldier. That's what Falcon and Winter Soldier does. From Falcon not being able to get a loan, to Bucky telling his friend that he killed his son, Falcon and Winter Soldier pulls this off to amazing results, as well as successfully introduces our new Captain America. But fix that suit, please. Oh god, his ears look so uncomfortable. It... they... it's squeezing them. It's like a warm hug. Number 4. WandaVision. WandaVision is an even better version of what I just stated with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This show is the definition of a human superhero story, with Wanda's super life 
really screwing up her normal life so much that she takes a whole town hostage just for a little bit of peace. Like I said, the most human super story, superhero story since Spider-Man 2, showing the effect of grief in a superhero. I understand what humans are. The only problem is, is that the first half of the finale is so just not fun. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty good and you should probably go watch the show. If you haven't already, which, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably have, but whatever. Number three, Loki. Loki is the most Stephen Moffat shit since Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who. So that means it's practically perfection. That's it, that's my whole bit on Loki. I I already made a whole episode on it. This, it, it, it's brilliant. Just go watch it and listen to my episode, please. Number two, Invincible. This show caught me completely by surprise. Invincible made me happy, sad, angry, confused, surprised, and almost any other emotion with its brilliant storytelling, animation style, and characters. Omni-Man's turn to darkness was so disturbing and well done, I just rewatched this show to see other people's reaction to it. Most people start to get bored within the first episode, maybe looking at their phone during the episode, until... BAM! Omni-Man kills the entire Guardians of the Globe team, and then whoever you are watching it is in, and has already finished the show by the next day. If you haven't already watched Invincible, then watch it. The only show better than that is... Dramatic effect. Number one, Superman Lois. I'm not gonna talk about this show for long because I already have an episode on this show coming out next week. Superman and Lois is perfect. It's the only live-action Superman thing that I like outside of the Christopher Reeve Superman films. Tyler Hoechlin and Bitsy Tulloch are Superman and Lois, just like how Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Watch this show now. It's brilliant. You will not regret it. And if you're put off by the fact that it says CW, just know this. It is not a CW show. It is a HBO Max show. I don't know why they're putting it on the CW. So, that's my list. Uh, feel free to tell me yours, either on Instagram at geektalkwithryanmorrison or my email address, geektalkwithryanmorrison at gmail.com. 2021 was a kind of a shitty year for me, so having this platform where I could just come and talk about a whole bunch of random crap is genuinely just really nice, and to have people actually listen to me is even nicer. So, I'd just like to thank you all listening uh, but until next time, I'll see you when the turns have tabled. Bye.